Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> This is Savannah Hernandez reporting outside of Bye Bye Baby. Now we're hearing that there's a national shortage for baby formula and that 40% of the top brands are completely out of stock. So we're going to be going to Walmart, Target, Bye Bye Baby, Sam's Club, uh, Costco to go see if the shortage is really as bad as the media is saying. Let's go check it out. Okay guys, so we're inside of a Bye Bye Baby right now and these are the shelves. They're pretty much empty. We talked to a couple moms outside who said that they've been having a really hard time finding formula and so this is what we're saying right now. What I will point out regarding the shortage is that there was a recall on formula back in February, which is definitely contributing to this. However, many of the signs these stores have put up also point to supply chain issues and stores have started limiting the amount of formula a customer can buy. This is the second Target that we've been to. We first went to a Target in Louisville and now we're in Frisco. And as you guys can see, it's pretty much the exact same thing here. Grocery stores, pretty much empty, no formula to be found. I've talked to a couple moms who were telling me that people have spent upwards of $150 on formula on Amazon. Some moms can't even find the formula that their baby requires. Um, one mother telling me her child was constipated, needed a specific type of formula, couldn't find it. So that's what's going on. Certainly not an America that I live in or would like to live in or used to live in, but I guess that I won't accept these as the new norm, but I guess the uh, Biden administration and all of the people around the world the managerial class that are trying to rule over all of us little people. I guess this is what you have to look forward to if they win this fight that we are currently in with them. Abbott, who is one of the producers of the baby formulas, uh, pulled their product off the shelf after four infants were hospitalized and two passed away, but they have found no direct link between um, the baby formula and the sicknesses that these little babies are getting. Abbott did come out with a statement and said that from the factory starting back up from processing to shipping to getting back on the shelves, if you were hoping to see baby formula and that's what you're waiting on, they said it's going to be somewhere between six to eight weeks. So you're going to be in this fight for at least the next two months. Now I know there are some mothers that unfortunately cannot breastfeed. Maybe they can't produce uh, if I was in this situation, I would be one of the fortunate ones. My wife was able to breastfeed. There are lots of mothers that do. If you have not, um, or if you're supplementing some breastfeeding with that, I would say ramp up production on breastfeeding. I think, uh, the, the trick is to feed more often so that you produce more. But, uh, and if you are not breastfeeding, it might be something that you may want to give another go because there's not going to be anything better for your baby than what comes out of you naturally. It's amazing that we are living in these times where we're seeing these types of shortages and you see what an impact they have on people. People are getting price gouged for it now and they're scattering trying to feed their infants. The Biden administration doesn't really have a plan to help you and you just have to wait on production. I would also like to point out that this is one of the main reasons you do not want to produce 
so many different uh, components to what we need to make, say, formulas or medications or yeah, fertilizer, any components that we need. You don't want to make all of them overseas as we do now because if we can't get it from overseas, then the product can't be made, and this is what we run into. This is why we need to get back to American-made. We need to make things here at home, especially the more important things. Um, there, there's plenty of things that, it, you know, if you can't get a dresser that you really love that you saw online from Ikea because uh, it's being made in China, well, who cares? It's a dresser. It's not life-changing and life-altering. You're not going to die because you don't have the dresser. You may have to wait a little while, but it's not that big of a deal. But when it comes to medications, when it comes to baby formulas, when it comes to, you know, for example, fertilizer. Fertilizer, you have Canada that makes some parts of fertilizer. You have China that makes another part of the fertilizer. Then you get the fertilizer here at home. And fertilizer is something that especially farmers need to produce the food that we're all being fed. So there are really uh, particular items that should not be offshored. They should be made here at home under President Trump. He was trying to bring manufacturing and bring things back here. I think the pandemic really shined a light on how much China has to do with our medications. And if you don't think that's a problem going forward, you should really reconsider because if we ever, let's say, God forbid, got into a war with China, uh, granted it would be devastating in itself, just a war, but beyond that, you're telling me that people that are not able to fight, elderlies, sick, sickly people that need these medications, you're not going to be able to get your medications because they can't produce them because what they need to produce them is over in China. These are big problems. Another supply chain issue, and I know this one is less, like I said, you, there are certain things you could live without and there are certain things you have to have. But because of the Shanghai lockdowns at eight Toyota plants and they had to halt production, instead of coming up globally with 750,000 vehicles, they're going to come up with only 700,000 vehicles. They're going to be about 50,000 short. Why is that a problem? Well, since we are steadily having an issue right now with inflation, what do you think that's going to do to the price of Toyotas where cars are already, new cars are inflated by what, 20-something percent? Uh, used cars are up by 42%. When I'm telling you that this administration is just destroying us, they are doing nothing to solve any of these problems. The average American, wage-wise, you have not grown. Your wages haven't grown because of coronavirus. Most people are making exactly what they made two years ago. The problem is, is since we're having such a, a high, 41-year infl- high of inflation on everything, the problem is that your money's not going anywhere. It's not going very far. It's as if you are making less and less, so you're struggling to make ends meet, and there is something that can be done about it. Now, you see the Feds raised their rates, and did that really have an impact on inflation? Now, if you listen to the Biden administration, they're going to tell you, oh, inflation leveled off and it looked good. I even said myself, maybe it leveled off. We'll see. But that was prior to all of a sudden the explosion in gas prices. So see, whether food inflation may have mild out or overall inflation may have mild out just slightly, once gas blows back up, as it just did, inflation is going to go up once again. 
Gas is at an all-time high. Since AAA started recording gas prices in the year 2000, we are at an all-time high. As a matter of fact, I read a couple of articles from trusted sources that say there are economists that are predicting if we don't do something to curve this, we are looking at potential gas rationing in the summertime. Now, I'm not saying that to scare you, and these are only their opinion from uh, whatever data they're collecting. But it's definitely worth mentioning because if that's the case, I have never lived in a United States where I have seen gas rationing. Is that the future that you want? Is that the United States? Is that the America that you want to live in when it's all said and done? And this can all be avoided. Joe Biden, with me telling you that, just canceled oil and gas lease sales in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. Alaska, it's about a million acres of land. The Gulf of Mexico was canceled as well. This is not an infrequent thing to happen. But in these times, I don't think you should be canceling any leases. Not to mention, we already know the damage that was done the day he got into office and canceling all federal uh New drilling permits, he also cut off the pipeline, and production obviously went down. Now, they can fandangle the numbers any way they like to and try to pretend that production is up. If production was up, Joe Biden wouldn't be on his knees begging OPEC to produce more oil or getting chummy with communist dictators in Venezuela trying to get more oil out of them. All he's got to do is get us running full bore. Cut that crap with all the leases. Let them go. Let everybody drill. Let them do what needs to be done. But you have to keep in mind the big picture here. If you take a step back and you don't just look at it as an isolated incident, you look at it, why, why would they want to do this? Because it looks bad for them. If you're trying to control a nation, all of this makes perfect sense. And it's bigger than just a nation. I mean, we're talking the globe here. When when you involve everything that's going on and every country's doing it, we're talking about you have the managers of the world, let's say, and then you have the workers, which are us. And the managers right now are trying to put their foot down on us, and we need to put our foot right up there, Jackson, and give it right back to them and tell them, no, we're going to live the way we want to live. We're going to live free. We're not going to tolerate this. But if you want to stamp out a society, you have to control every aspect of their life. Imagine Biden's pushing all this green energy bullcrap. He's pushing electric cars on you. Well, it'd be real hard to turn down an electric car in the summertime when you go to the gas pump and they go, oh, I'm sorry, everybody's only allowed to have five gallons a day. How far is that going to get you? That would very much depend on what size vehicle you have. So you're going to try to force people's hands and make them buy into your ideology, or if not buy into, you're going to make them participate unwillingly because they will have no other options. One of the uh, articles that I read not only said about gas rationing, but it also uh, was saying that more than likely, and I definitely believe them, the national average right now is $4.40 a gallon. They were saying that regular gas around the country, now keep in mind, Every area is a little different, but they're saying the national average would exceed $5 and probably get closer to the mid-5, possibly $6. And they said in some states, they believe diesel will go up as high as 10 
$8 a gallon. Now, I, in the area I live in, they tax the gas to death. We actually have the highest gas price in the state of Florida in Palm Beach County. Uh, and that is a that is voted on and that is accepted by our county board. So if you happen to live in Palm Beach County and you want to know who to blame for the additional cost of gas here, uh, go to the board because that's actually them voting on that. But our na- our average right now, the Nationals 440, our average here is 452. Now, I'm not complaining too much because I know in other places like California and New York, you guys are well over $6 and you're getting hammered. And I can only imagine as it has been going up every single day over the last, say, seven or eight days, you guys are probably just crying when you pull into the gas station. I know uh, on Mother's Day weekend when I had to fill up down south and I filled up my wife's car and there was about $100 to fill the car up, I know I, I had to suck my nose real hard just to keep that tear in because I think I was about to drop a tear. Like, Jesus, it's $100 to fill up a car? But this is the America we live in. You can't get everything that you want. Production on everything is just a mess. Store shelves are empty. And it's not its not all items. But walk around your grocery store and you'll see there are sections that are real thin. And its you just know it's a delay. You can't find things you're looking for. It's not looking good. I can tell you that. It's not looking good uh, in that aspect. What we need to do going forward... Got a big election coming up in November. You know, everybody wants to say the most important election of your life. I honestly feel that 2020 was probably the most important because I was trying to get people rallied to avoid this. What's happening around you right now, this is what I was trying to avoid. So did I feel that it was that important? Yeah. And I think everybody would agree with me now knowing how high you can't, God forbid, you can't afford a home. And even if you could afford a home, now they're raising rates and your interest rates are going up. I mean, I don't even know how much money you got to make nowadays to afford an average home. I would say an average home here in the state of Florida, and I can't be sure. I'm in South Florida, so for me, you know, I I don't see very many homes under 400,000, okay? That's that's me, and our and our uh, taxes are not cheap. You buy a four hundred thousand dollar home, I guarantee you that your taxes on that home for the year are probably somewhere between five and a half and six and a half thousand dollars. So you can factor that in. That's already five hundred bucks right there before you even get going just on taxes. We also have a real big problem here in Florida with homeowners insurance because of all the hurricanes and so many people filing claims. Our homeowner's insurance is just through the roof as well. Generally, most houses, you're going to pay somewhere between $3,000 and $4,200 on top of your taxes just for homeowner's insurance. So you're almost, you're creeping on $1,000 a month before you even touch the mortgage. So an average $400,000 home here, your mortgage payment's about, say, three grand, (laughs) $3,200. Now, I'm not a rich man. I don't claim to be one, uh, but $3,200, you have to be doing fairly well in life 
to be able to afford that payment because that is that payment by itself. That has nothing to do with your car insurance. That has nothing to do with your phones, with your cable, with your food bills. Has to do with internet. Any other bill that you potentially have, if you have any credit cards, has nothing to do with any of that. That is simply your mortgage. So you know you're going to have to at least take home double that to be able to pay for everything else if you're trying to live, you know, moderately if you don't have a car where the car payments seven eight hundred dollars because you start getting to those numbers good luck yeah i mean you got to be making i would assume you probably at that point got to be making at a minimum say uh 150,000 so you're taking home around 120,000 a year and you have ten thousand dollars a month to throw around and take care of all your bills and maybe have a little bit extra to put in your savings account that would be my best guess But this is what Joe Biden is doing to all of us. All this inflation, all the prices going up, they're not reining in inflation. Uh, Everything that they've done with the Fed has had zero impact. Stock market's down. Anybody who thought it was a good idea, not a good idea. That's why this upcoming election is very important that we regain some control and we can regain some ground. I doubt that it's going to help us as far as leveling things off. But it should stop everybody from passing radical bills, or at least you think it would. I mean, they're trying to pass $40 billion right now to give to Ukraine. I mean, how much money are we going to give these people? Yeah, I mean, we've given this country more money than it could ever hope to get from somebody. You know, we t- I talked about this on a previous episode as well this week. I just don't know why we keep funding this country. I don't understand. I know people are going to say, well, that's not the compassionate thing to do. And, oh, you know, they need the help because Russia is attacking them. Yes, and I, I do feel sorry for you. I truly do. But we are giving you more money than we have to give out. We're inflated. We're in $30 trillion worth of debt. We can't get our own things together here. I mean, DHS, did you not just see uh, Mayorkas admitted that they don't have the funds to take care of the border, but yet we can't take care of our own border, but we can send $40 billion over to another country that worrying about their border, but we can't do it for our own border. And he's saying that when Title 42, even though it's temporarily blocked, if that gets lifted up to this point, since Title 42 has been implemented, it's held back like 1.3 million people. Don't you think that those people are just waiting in the wings that as soon as it's lifted, they're going to try to come back across? We've already had over a million encounters this year. Now we're going to get potentially, if Title 42 lifts, another 1.3 come across. And then potentially, since we're only halfway through the year, you could double that number and say another million. So we're going to have three plus million. I mean, do you realize how many people that is? Let me put it into perspective. Look up states. You know, I try to say that on this show and I've said it multiple times, but look up different states and look at their entire state population. I mean, you have in one year that many illegals coming across that is more than probably five or six of our smaller states combined in total people. That is a disgrace. And then Mallorca saying they don't have the funds for it and we're sending them across seas instead of protecting our own damn borders. Huh. Boy, hey, you know what? If you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican... If you're an independent and you voted for Joe Biden, man, man, when I'm telling you, shame on you, shame on you. Because look at the price we're all paying. 
Now, the left's been up in arms. So they've been up in arms about abortion and God knows everything else, and they're using all the scare tactics, and I don't care to talk about that. But now the new up in arms is Elon Musk saying that he we will, if he takes over Twitter, he will be restoring Trump's Twitter. Well, naturally, <laughs> you know, the left is freaking out that he will allow him back on Twitter. Now, Trump said that more than likely he's not going to go back on Twitter. He's going to just work his Truth Social for right now. I got to tell you, Truth Social functions, looks exactly like, has the same type of features. He kind of mirror image Twitter. Uh, so it's got a very uh, friendly it's very friendly as far as usability, and it's got a very familiar feeling to it because you've been there already before. He did a good job, and I was kind of hoping he was going to design it that way to see how that goes. Now, I wouldn't put it past Trump that if he's not getting the response and he's got not getting the interaction and he's not getting the amount of people that he would like to get over to truth, that if his account was to be reinstated, he would probably get back on Twitter and get back at it. You know, there's, uh, I think they did a poll, it was a toss-up. It was like 45, 55, or or 50-50. What do people think? Is it going to be good or bad for him going into the 2024 election if he runs? Uh, And it was was pretty close to an even split of people. I want to say 45 said it would be good, and 55 said it would be bad, or maybe it was reversed. I don't remember what I read earlier. Uh, Me personally, I think you need him back. Uh, you know, it, it's freedom of speech. He's going to be back on and just needs to be back on. That's the whole point of free speech. Whether you like what he says or you don't like what he says, he's allowed to say what he needs to say because, you know, that's how we run this country. That's how this country should be ran. That's how it has been ran. It's only now when it's damaging to one side that they want to stamp out free speech because they want to make sure that their narrative is not contradicted and they don't want you finding out the truth. Up until that point, you know, Democrats were always great advocates of free speech (laughs) until it affects them, right? Yeah, typical. All right. You know, I got to tell you, I love children. I really do. You know what I love most about children? I love how honest children are. And uh, when you have little people talk to you, you can't help but just feel good, even when they're insulting you. You got to feel good about it. And uh, when you're in the grocery store, and I'm not saying this happened to me, it, it may have, but may not want to admit it, but it, it, yeah, actually it did. It did happen to me. When you're standing in a grocery store and this really cute little girl with pigtails behind you, you pick up something and you happen to look over and she goes, you're big. And I said, oh, yeah. I'm, I said, oh, I... I'm very tall. She goes, no, you're fat. And I I was like, I know, honey, I eat too much. That's why. And she said, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm always hungry. She said, you should stop. (laughs) What a great conversation. And I said, and her mom's like, shut up, shut up. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was laughing. I said, yeah, listen, she picked the right one because I ain't going to get offended. And believe me, it's not like it's a big surprise. It's not like this morning I woke up. I went to bed last night and I was skinny and I woke up this morning and looked in the mirror and it's like, oh, I'm fat. I mean, I'm kind of aware 
what I look like. So, you know, I appreciate the honesty. I could see that some people that may hurt your feelings, you may go home and have to eat a six-pack of Snickers bars to get over how you're feeling about it, which I don't think is helping your situation too much. But you may have to put down those Snickers bars with a uh, big glass of milk just to make yourself feel better. But, hey, like I said, I appreciate their honesty and God love them. So, my fun fat fact on Friday is, listen, Fact of the matter is kids are honest, and sometimes they're going to say things that are a little bit too honest, but let's be honest. Honesty is the best policy, so don't get mad at them. Don't let it hurt your feelings. Just accept it. They're cute, innocent, and they're going to do what they're going to do. They are crazy little people. (laughs) You're too fat. Thank you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. All right. Well, it's Friday. Thank God. I don't even want to. I hate my job, and I don't even want to see my boss. Uh, But glad to be off for the weekend. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We will do it again on Monday.